0: joining us on another episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home lifestyle and interior design. I'm interior stylist, Lauren Keenan.
1: That's you from the title. Yeah, that's me. And I'm Scott Keenan.
0: Now, Scott, one of the most common questions I get from clients and on the socials is what size rug do I need? That
1: is a good question. It is a
0: good question. And quite often I'll go and do a consultation at a client's home and I'll walk in and they'll say, just something's not working in the room, can't figure out what it is. And I'll say, your rug, it's too small.
1: (laughs) It's always the rug. It's always the rug.
0: Now, look, I know they say rules meant to be broken, and sometimes they are. But when it comes to rug selections, the rules are definitely meant to be followed. So I've got some simple rug rules that we're going to talk about today to set you on your way to a beautiful room.
1: We approach design with a sense of fun and a firm belief that everyone deserves a home that they truly love here at Lauren Keenan Home. So whether you're into real estate and renovation, maybe you're buying your first home, or if you just love interiors and design, this is the show for you.
0: Yep, most days you'll find me here in my interior design and styling studio, but I love making this show as well with lots of good vibes and great info for you. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show and thanks for listening. And uh, Scotty, we've been watching a bit of the block lately.
1: Yes, uh, it's been enjoyable. It's been on for sort of six or so yeah. weeks now, and. Um,
0: Are you liking the fans versus faves setup?
1: I do because of the sense of familiarity with the characters that we know and love, Um, just like people who are returning to this show after our little uh, time (laughs) away.
0: (laughs) I also, the thing I love about fans versus faves um, is that you at least have a couple of couples that are guaranteed to be producing good rooms and finishing rooms because they've been there, done that, and I I like that. I'm not so nervous for them. I can watch it and enjoy what they do. Yeah,
1: and it's a nice competitive tension, isn't it, because – each of them have advantages and disadvantages. Mm. The faves have been there and done it, but they're probably going to get judged a bit harsher than maybe the, the newbies who are learning as they go. Well, we've
0: seen that already, haven't we? That's so, right. Yeah.
1: Very enjoyable. Um, and if you, know, uh, you if want to check it out. you looking a
0: bit of out, light relief, I guess, from,
1: from the world. Check it out Checking on out. Uh, Channel 9 or 9Now 9 uh, Catch Up TV. So let's focus in on today's topic, and Lauren, it's time to draw on your expertise and answer that question that we do get here a lot, um, which is about rugs and how to choose the right one. And today, we're going to talk to you about rugs in your living room, perhaps your dining area and your bedroom, because the way that we do use rugs in those rooms is a little bit different
0: very different from room to room. Um totally different rules. So yeah, we're going to go through going to break it down into those spaces and and talk talk you through really how to get uh, the right rug, the right size, where to put it for each of those different spaces in your home.
1: Let's kick it off with the living room.
0: The living room, right. This is probably one of the more complicated rooms to get the rug right because there's lots of different furniture that the rug is playing off. So you've obviously got your sofa. There'll be your coffee table. You might have a couple of occasional chairs. So lamps, really- side lamps. table. Yep. So let me run through my hard and fast rules for rugs in the living room. The rug needs to be big enough for the front feet of the sofa. Uh, or the occasional chairs to sit on top of. So if your sofa is 2.4 metres long, you don't want a rug that's 1.8 because then you're going to have all this sofa sticking outside of the width of the rug. So first things first, the long edge of the rug needs to be at least as long as the sofa, preferably a fraction
1: longer. Right. And it needs to sit under the front of the sofa as well. Yes. Because I've seen some people do it in different ways and one way to do it which I assume you're not recommending, is to have the the rug stop before it gets to the couch?
0: I prefer to have it go under the front legs of the sofa because then it helps um, the pieces of furniture feel like part of the room. The, The purpose of the rug is not only to provide warmth and aesthetics, but it's to provide an anchor for the room. So that's why we put the front legs of the pieces of furniture onto the rug. The same if you might have a couple of occasional chairs opposite your sofa. You don't need to have the whole chair on the rug, but you might just have the front two legs on the rug.
1: And I reckon that's especially important in open plan style homes where you might have a living Mm. and dining space together and you're trying to create a a zone within that room. So uh, using the rug to anchor that space is really important.
0: That's right. And... Your coffee table will also obviously be in the middle of the rug, so you need to have a think about the materials of the coffee table, um, and if the rug is something special, would you have, you know would you choose a glass coffee table so you can still enjoy the full aspect of the rug? Things like that. Another important thing we're seeing more and more people with L-shaped sofas or sofas with the chaise on the end. Yep. So one of the questions I often get is how do I work out the rug size if part of the rug is going to be underneath? Um, That section of the sofa. So there's two options there. You can either essentially place the rug inside that L, or you can just accept that um, you're going to go for a bigger rug and you're going to lose part of it underneath that, that second L
1: shape. But it's not what you're losing, it's what you're gaining by having That's that, right. that yeah. connectedness, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. And then for extra large spaces, um, I would just pick a really oversized rug, which you can buy in a lot of um, high street retailers these days, where all the furniture sits on top of the rug. So that will give you a, a really super luxe look. And if you look through Instagram um, or some of your interiors magazines, you will see that in sort of larger rooms and more grand rooms that can... Can be a really nice look too.
1: So it's it's a case in your living space that go big or go home c- yep. can often apply and you won't necessarily go wrong.
0: Exactly. Yep. So small rug is going to make the whole room look small. And I think it's a bit of a misconception. You know, I see a lot of clients living in apartments and maybe they don't have a huge space. And so they think they're doing the right thing by picking the smallest size rug. It's usually a mistake. It makes their room look smaller. And look how how the next size up. It's going to make a huge difference.
1: You're asking people to think a little bit differently about the importance of a rug in a room, and and investing in a rug to help pull the whole space together.
0: While there are some great rug options out there at a really good price point, I just urge people to think about you know this is this is a beautiful piece that could be an investment for you. It's really going to help bring your whole room together. It's not necessarily something you want to try and scrimp on.
1: All right, so that's the living space. What about the dining room? Are we treating this differently?
0: We are. I've got a confession to make. I'm not a huge fan of rugs under dining tables. I think I've had a few bad experiences with them at people's houses and restaurants and things. Like chairs, dropping food? Or... Dropping food and chairs getting caught. But look, if you want a rug under your dining table, I'm here to give you the rules for it. Basically, the rug needs to be a whole lot bigger than your dining tables. Yep. So, if you have a dining table that's a metre wide by... metres long, you need to allow on each side of that table an extra 60 to 70 centimetres to account for people moving their chairs in and out.
1: Yes, this is for aesthetics and function, right? Because one of the most annoying things uh, if you have a rug on a floor under a dining table is is getting up and down Mm -hmm. from the table and that thing where you tug put your chair in take the rug with you and you take the rug with you <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, it takes away from the the dining and the eating experience
0: yeah so I think it's a need, of safety hazard it is a little bit yeah before you go ahead and, and buy the rug that you think is the right size measure out your dining table map it out on the floor just for some tape or some newspaper just so you can see how big the rug actually needs to be and if it's still can it be suitable for your space because not every dining room is big enough to have a rug under the dining table
1: but they can look pretty good right still it
0: can look good, I think, if you've got more of a formal style or maybe a more traditional style. Rugs can look good. Um, we see in a lot of the uh, American magazines, um, they have a lot of rugs under dining tables. It's a bit of a look over there. And
1: is it worth thinking about the material? You don't want something... Um... Oh, you
0: don't want a shag rug, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely more of a flat weave is going to work better under a dining table, just to allow you to move in and out. And look, I think as well, if you are going to put a rug under the dining table, think about what your family situation is. If you've got young kids, you might want a rug that um, is a fibre that can be hosed off or you can <laughs> you can clean up spills and messes a little bit more easily so it's not too delicate.
1: Nice tip. Okay, so that's the dining room. What mm-hmm. about bedrooms? And I'm seeing this more. What. What are some of the rules for how you would use a rug in a bedroom?
0: Well, a rug can look really beautiful in a bedroom, actually, regardless of whether or not you already have carpet. Or if you have um, timber flooring, obviously if you have um, a timber or, or hard flooring, it's lovely to, when you get out of bed in the morning, to have something soft to put your feet down onto, not so cold in winter as well.
1: It's good for acoustics.
0: It is good for acoustics. Um, but if you have carpet and you'd like to just to add something extra to the room, you can also put a rug over the top of the carpet to sort of delineate the outline of the bed.
1: And that, I assume again, like in the dining room, that would work in a bigger room?
0: Yes, yeah. You don't want to overwhelm the space by adding too many bits and pieces on the floor. You sort of, you'll be tripping over yourself. Yep. But talking about where to put the rug in the bedroom. So there's really three main options. So option one, is to place quite a large rug fully under the bed. So what we were saying before about hiding some of the rug, you know, under your furniture, you can't really avoid it in a bedroom. So if you're doing that, you'll need to uh, sort of extend about 70 70 to 80 centimetres out from each side of the bed, um, except the bed head, of course. Of
1: course. (laughs) And that's
0: going to create a nice sort of border around Mm. the bed and will allow you to see this nice rug that you've bought. So that's option one. Option two is similar to that, um, but the rug can be moved sort of slightly downwards from the top of the bed. So maybe you started about a third of the way down the bed, so it's not up so close to your bedside tables. You've shifted it down into the room a bit
1: more. It's kind of offset.
0: Yeah, it's offset. Look, it means that you can maybe buy a rug that's a little bit smaller, so it could be a more affordable option to still give you that look of having
1: the rug under the bed. And it's also sort of a smaller scale approach to this idea, right?
0: Yeah, so if you've got a, um, a small bedroom and you still need it to be functional and you still want to see the other flooring in the space, you know, it's a way to get the scale right in the
1: room. So that gives you a couple of options there. What's the third option?
0: Well, the third option involves using something like a hall runner, like a short hall runner, and placing one on each side of the bed. So you still get that nice feeling of, you know, Something warm to put your feet on in the middle of winter yep. um, when you hop out of bed, but it's just again, it's it's not taking up too much space. It's still offering you that aesthetic of having a rug there, uh, and it's kind of more a little bit more personalised too. You know, you could potentially his and if, hers. You could if you wanted to. There's nothing <laughs> to say they have to be exactly the same. They no. could just be have some similarities in the, in their style. Might be a slightly different colour or pattern.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so three good options there for rugs in your bedroom, and uh, a question that we also mm-hmm. get regularly is: what styles of rugs, what brands do you think are quality and yeah. you would recommend? What What would you start with?
0: Well, the first one, and I think we've talked about them on on the show before, is Armadillo and Co. So, a fabulous Australian brand. Uh, it's a beautiful premium product. I think it's well worth the price. Uh, you like with many things for your home, you do get what you pay for. Armadillo's rugs are handmade. They're really transparent about their sustainable and ethical practices, which I think is really important. And look, an armadillo rug is something that you're going to have for a long time. And just because you use it in the living room now, you might move house and use it in the bedroom or it's, you know, it's a keeper.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So that's Armadillo & Co. Um, You had two others you wanted to talk about?
0: I do. So Milk & Sugar is another excellent brand for the price point that I've been using in a lot of clients' homes in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. They've got some really beautiful neutrals and greys in all sorts of shades, really, and very nice textures, a real emphasis on the weave and the pattern that the weave creates. Um, And you can also order a sample piece of the rug from their website, which is Is really – more and more places are doing it or they're, you know, amending their returns policies, but I just think that's a really great way to check that you like how it feels before you go ahead and, and, you know, purchase the road. It can be hard for on type, online retailers who have a product like this to get people comfortable with with buying their products online.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about that the other day with things like beds and stuff Like yeah. you want, and lounges, you want, to, you want to try them if you can, but in a COVID-safe world, it can be hard. retailers are changing the way that they yeah. operate and this sounds like a great way to, um, to be able to buy a piece like this without having to go and see it in person.
0: Yeah, so that's Milk and Sugar and they're based uh, in Melbourne, so they're, they're really good to deal with as well. And uh, finally, another brand which has really been on the up and up in the last sort of probably 18 months is Miss Amara. Um, so Miss Amara have something for every interior. If you can't find a rug you like on Miss Amara, you're looking for something that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, right. So they've got a big catalogue.
0: They've got a huge catalogue, lots of different styles, lots of different colours. They've got a really cool tool that allows you to visualise what the rug's going to look like in your space, and they also have a great returns policy as well. So it's kind of like peace of mind um, buying, basically.
1: Fantastic. So that's Armadillo and Co milk and sugar and miss amara three brands that lauren would recommend if you are thinking about a rug for your home so lots of practical applications there Mm -hmm. for rugs in the three rooms that we spoke about and some good recommendations for retailers i guess from an aesthetics perspective do you think a rug should stand out as a statement piece or does it sort of sit below the radar a little and tie the room together through tones and textures
0: Well, I am going to say the answer is yes to both those questions. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) just to you know, sit on the fence. But look, you really can you can do either. It depends a bit on the interior style that you are going for. So, if you want to tone it in with what you've already got, then maybe you choose a shade from your existing colour palette that you are working with. But then you would focus more on the texture and the weave of the rug, and that's what provides the interest. But if you feel that the room um, feels a bit blur or needs a bit of a lift, then a rug is a really great way to do that um, because you can choose something in a colour that you love. Um, You can also choose uh, neutrals, but have them in a pattern that really speaks to you. So, I know i've just given a lot of rules for where to put rugs and and how big they should be but i don't think people should be you know limited when it comes to the colors and the styles that they pick you you can have a bit of fun with it and it complete can completely change up your room um, I just this week saw some really fun rugs on Temple and Webster in a really cool like check pattern, like a gingham pattern, which was you know something really different. And it was a st- still essentially a, a neutral, but it had this really awesome pattern to it that I thought would really lift a room if it was used with more neutral pieces.
1: Well, Lauren, nobody likes a blah room, so I'm <laughs> least so, of all me. So we are so down with rugs and your rug tips. <laughs> so great work. Now make sure to tell us about how you are using rugs in your home.
0: Maybe they're going to prove me wrong.
1: (laughs) Let us know, hit us up on the socials or check us out on the website and drop Lauren a note there. Now, if you do want more recommendations from Lauren, you can sign up for the Lovely List. It's a monthly newsletter with the things that Lauren loves and that inspire her and her work as an interior stylist. You can sign up now at laurenkeenan.com.au
0: And please get in touch and let me help you with your next styling or renovation project. You can hit me up on the contact page at laurenkeenan.com.au and I'll get right back to you.
1: And as we wrap up today, make sure you smash that subscribe button or on Apple Podcasts. Smash it. (laughs) it.
0: I've never heard anyone say smash the subscribe button.
1: (laughs) It's follow now on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We've got a growing audience on Spotify. Wherever you're listening, make sure that you follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: We're dropping new episodes every second Saturday morning so you've got something really fun to listen to on the weekend. And coming up next, we've got some info on the best natural cleaning products and how you can use them in your home. It's one of the most popular pages on my blog.
1: Yeah, you've had lots of people um, checking that out on the website, so we're going to talk about it on the next episode of the podcast. But that is it for the show today.
0: Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home lifestyle and interior design.